When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran, and this is Matt Mania. Of course, by my side is tag team partner in the Brothers of Destruction of Podcasting, <laughs> T-Call. What up? What up, what up, Mega Ran? What up, y'all out there? T-Call. Yo, so um, this week's been, I was just saying, like, it was kind of uneventful in, like, the big leagues as far as WWE stuff, but there's a lot of non-WWE news that we get to cover. Right, First, that's exciting. Got to give a big, big shout out to Cody Rhodes, who is the new ROH World Champion, beat Christopher Daniels, and well-deserved, man. It's like about time. You can see, like, the tweets pouring in from everybody all over the world, all the wrestlers. Proud of that dude. Yeah, congratulating so, him. Definitely, that was that he was deserves a dope it, moment. Man. You like we talked about it, like him leaving WWE, and like if that was a situation that would come back to bite him, because that's the only game in town people consider. But there are other games in town with New Japan and ROH, and um, he's on top of the mountain. So yeah, I was just saying that that's like, you know, he just really like believed in himself. He bet on himself in the end. Because, you know, he could have just stuck around and got a check from WWE and continued to be Stardust. Yeah. Which was going nowhere. He was kind of... Going nowhere. He, he was with the Ascension at that point, And we see that they're still not anywhere. So, yeah, he, he wanted to not do that be. anymore. And they didn't believe that he was worth any more than being Stardust. So, and it could have cool. turned out bad for him. It really could have. But, you know, it's, it's, he did his thing. He worked hard on the indies. And... And um, it's well-deserved, man. I hope he holds it for a while. I, I got to be honest. We went to that ROH show. Uh, I'm not a fan of Christopher Daniels. No, me, I didn't really me like either. That dude and I all. heard people say that his um, his run as the champ was uneventful yeah. and, um, like, short. Yeah. Um, so he didn't win it at the one we went to during Mania. He won it, like, maybe a little bit before that. I think, and he's he's had it for about three. Yeah, because he was months. the champ when we went, right? Yeah, and I think he had just won it before that for a little bit. Um, yeah, man, it's been kind of kind of uneventful. So uh, I'm glad they decided to go with Cody. Um, I think he's gonna be a great champ. Did you, um, did you watch the match? I did. I did. The match was good. It was a little short. It wasn't he like got one his of them lips split match, open early, but he did. He did get like split open, I and remember. that was early in the match. So I mean, he had to wrestle the whole rest of the match with his lip like that. I don't know if they cut it short because of that. Ah, uh, that's a good point. They might have done because they kept talking about how his lip was bleeding. He kept having to wipe his. I remember him wiping his lip, like licking the blood yeah. at one point, like you know, trying to give it give it a little bit of of an angle to it. But um, but that was it was a short match. I w- I wanted to see more. So hopefully his next match, maybe the rematch, will be bigger. And better 
Uh, but is congratulations, to, Cody. Is he scheduled to wrestle at G1? Um, yeah, he's on the list. Um, they have um, a couple of events happening. I think he's at least going for like the, the conference or something like that. But I think he is wrestling at the okay. G1. So um, shout out to Cody and, uh, you know, the whole Bullet Club. Um, they will all be in the States. Uh, if you are around and able to go to it, highly recommend the G1 in Long Beach. Um, it's like basically some of the best wrestlers in the world going at it. So uh, Kenny Omega and uh, who's got, he wrestling? Um, I don't know who he's wrestling, but uh, no, he's, I know Kota Ibushi is going to be he's there. He's wrestling who we just wrestled. It's oh, Okada not, again? Yeah, it's, it's number three. Wow. So now they got to top their last one. So we'll see what happens. Um, it should be good. So I just want to say salute. Give a little round of applause for Cody, the American Nightmare. I'm sure. Uh, what do you think Goldust thought when he saw that? Man, I saw the tweet that he sent out yeah. for him about to win it. I mean, I'm sure he thought it was great. Oh, I'm I don't, sure he did. I don't think they, they don't have no bad blood Nah, but does he think, do you think he's thinking like, man, I should have bounced, you know, a long time ago or like, you know what I mean? Like he's stuck in some mess with our truth that is, you know, going on. Yeah, right now. But I think Goldust is like, I mean, he's cemented, so I don't think it really matter. Like, yeah, if you, when you think about Goldust, what do you think about? When I think Uh, about Goldust, I don't even think about Golden Truth. Nah, I don't. When Goldust comes to mind. I think that (laughs) match with him and Roddy Roddy Piper. That was weird. I think of him with the wig and wearing the and, and wearing the, the robe, the shattered dream where he would just kick you in the nuts. Right. So, um, so yeah, he's already cemented. But if he was Dustin Rhodes, but a and, lot of and, these and, legends get in shaky bullshit storylines <laughs> when they get older. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like you can't be on top forever. I understand that. So um, anyway, so Cody is on he's top still there, and he's he's had a run. So and I'm sure least, he's just happy that. I mean, Cody's got to cement his now. Which yeah, he's yeah, doing. absolutely. So I was thinking this on the way over here. If Cody, let's just say he, he just like kills it, becomes like one of the top best uh, ROH champions of all time and never comes back to WWE, does maybe another six, seven years as the man yeah. everywhere else and then retires. Would he ever be a Hall of Famer in the WWE Hall of Fame? Nah. No? Nah? If he doesn't come back, you think there's no way? It would be, it would cheapen it if he didn't. I feel like because what would the WWE be making him a Hall of Famer for? Has he had a Hall of Fame run in WWE? Well, the Rock and Roll Express just made it, and they never was in WWE. That was NWA. You know what I mean? So, but didn't that get bought or something? Was it ever like got bought consumed? by WCW and then WCW got bought by? Well, WWE. that's what I'm saying. So if WWE eventually buys ROH. Hmm. Or maybe if the ROH on the network thing happens, then uh, maybe so. that could be. So if it something. doesn't, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't Let's think say he had a Hall of Famer. Seven years run. with the with the with the ROH title, he's still not a WWE Hall. No, nah, he had to he had to come back to WWE one last time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I think you're right, and that's usually the path for a lot of those guys. Either ROH or back then it was TNA, uh, where they would go and do that, get to the mountaintop, and then eventually move up, like AJ and all those other dudes. Right. So, um, I don't know. That's interesting to think about. I just think about it on the way over here. Like, would they make him a Hall of Famer just based on his outside of... Like, in WWE, he was a tag team champ. He was an intercontinental champ. Um, But not nothing really amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's basically doing the run now that he was doing when he wore the mask. 
and mm-hmm. wasn't that when he was what Dustin was? What, what did he go by when he was wearing the mask in WWE? Wait, he was wearing a mask? Yeah, Stardust. No, when he Something broke else? his nose, so he was wearing a mask. This was his gimmick before he was uh, Stardust. Was when he was just a, he was just he Cody was just, Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it was something like gorgeous or something like he had something in front of his name, but he had a mask to protect his face because his nose had got broken. And okay. then his gimmick was like what he is now, like just like an asshole, like, you know, real. Like real, real cocky. Right. But with the mask. And oh, I'm like, that's what he's doing. That's what he's now, doing now. And it's which working. Is probably just his gimmick like that he I wants think to that's do. Just, yeah. Like that might even just be his real persona. Like he's just just the dude. You remember when we saw him? Uh, he like he looked funny <laughs> when we were. <laughs> We was all in the room while he was trying to train his wife, and like he was yeah, looking that was around. It was like, why are these marks still here? <laughs> and and but, Chris was taking a bunch of pictures of him. And our friend Chris was taking photos. Like, I don't care. I'm taking pictures. And like that was awkward. All right, but anyway, speaking of awkward, um, we had a um, Raw this week that actually was pretty good. Roman Reigns starts it off, comes out talking his stuff. Yeah. Um, I like what Roman's doing. Yo, I think Roman's turning heel. This is happening. I think the way they're doing it just making him just be an extra cocky dude. Yeah. So he says stuff that people who hate him already will hate him more. And then people who like him will be like, yeah, tell him, Roman. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a slick, slow heel turn. I think it's happening. So he gets up there. He talks his stuff. He's like, oh, well, if you let me finish. This you might actually like this news, you know. Right. Talks about how he got beat up, and then um, of course Braun comes, you know, sneak attacks him, slams him up against the uh, the ambulance. I think that match would be a good match. Um, Braun is like the number one face now on, <laughs> on Raw, thanks to Roman. Basically. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he's just wild and just beating everybody up. It doesn't matter who. And we're cheering it on. We cheer it, you know. Uh, we feel like he's beating up the people who we don't like. So. I think that's what it is. And that's I think if they're just going to book him like that, then I'm not mad at that. And uh, and Roman, I feel like this is a new territory type of heel turn where, like, we haven't seen this before where he's not going to go all out and be heel. He's just already a person that they don't like, but they're just going to keep feeding them more so people can stop liking him. I got or something. Continue to not like. Got something to say about Roman and his new um, attire. Okay, I, the new I, shirt. Yeah, I hate the like shirt. The, the I shirt see he's not wearing like the vest anymore, but the shirt is. Is weak. Yeah, the shirt is weak. The Superman punch, but like the silhouette of it that looks like the Jumpman symbol. Yeah, uh, I didn't think Jumpman. That's funny, but I was like, mm, it should have his Roman Reigns symbol on it somewhere. And I was. And like, then on the back it says, "It's my yard." Yeah, I don't like that. He literally just stole somebody's catchphrase and now it's on a shirt so and because they made a shirt now he has to wear the shirt he's got to wear it he should have just stick with the vest <laughs> i noticed it more than ever probably because uh after getting cool with eric shout out to eric of nerds clothing and uh, who does a lot of the shirts for the wwe guys i notice it a lot more when they wear shirts now and they, <laughs> they wear different ones when a different one comes out yeah and it's the whole show why is why they a, do it the whole show is a big commercial now it's <laughs> like yo check my new shirt out uh, shout out to Enzo who actually wore the nerds clothing shirt on the final Enzo and Cass segment together probably man uh, I tweeted about that segment that they got me with that segment you thought it did was they happening? get you they got me too man I was like they kind of that did. was, was some, like that was some good writing that was some good storytelling I'm like they swerved I, me I knew it was coming like 
in my mind, I was like, oh, this they're not getting back together. But they did it so good that I was like, damn. They did. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yo, they just did all that just for him to be like, oh, we back. And then on the top at the top of the ring, they or the you know the entrance, they, he just you know did him in. Yeah. I thought maybe he should have done something a little more like final to him, like throw him off the stage. I was I was waiting for him you know? to do his finisher the whole time that they were in the ring, and then when they got out the ring, I was like, oh maybe maybe they're maybe gonna be it's together. Gonna happen. Yeah, I was like I was waiting for it. I was like, where's the um the the side slam? <laughs> you know, I'm waiting. And then for the big uh, Empire elbow. Yeah. Uh, so, but so they're they doing his you. heel turn real good. It's funny we talk about how like the writing is predictable and stuff, but that I did not expect. Like I was like, oh word oh okay they're gonna bring them back together oh no they're not uh, and it's like as long good. as i as long as i was saying that the breakup was coming the the story how they're doing the breakup is good though it's yeah. not i'm not watching it like i knew this was gonna happen and i'm like i'm intrigued in what's going right, on because right. they're doing it well they are um i'm looking forward to cast uh you know heel but, but what's it we, we, are we gonna get a cast and enzo fight though Once again i don't want them to fight in the ring that don't need to happen i think uh, cast just needs to injure him like backstage or something and then enzo so. take a, a week off he'll <laughs> take maybe a month off come back and then do something else uh but yeah man i felt it during that promo man enzo's great on the mic like he needs to be on the mic so even when he was explaining like yo when you were looking at me in that hospital room when I, you know, when I was knocked out, like I know that was love. Like we brothers, this is real, this is real. And I was like, oh wait, it is real. <laughs> like I started thinking that. So they kind of got me. All right, so later on, we gotta talk about the moment that everybody's talking about on Raw. Right. The Ball family coming out for Ms. TV. LeVar Ball acting the plum fool <laughs> on national TV. Like you expected him to do anything else. Um, taking his shirt off, doing some kung fu, talking over people. I felt like the segment got off the rails. Like, it definitely felt like that. It was wild because when I heard that he was going to be there, I didn't think that they were doing anything like this. I thought it was just going to be in the crowd, like how they shine the That's camera on I them, like, oh, be like, we got. Oh, the bar ball, the mellow ball. Yeah, yeah with their name at the bottom. I thought it was just going to be that, and they were going to be there. Nah, but, no, nah, they, they did a whole segment. This guy taking off his shirt. <laughs> Bouncing off the ropes. He was running in between the mannequins. The Miz was like, yeah, you just do what you're doing over there. <laughs> and I'm like, right, it wow, was so what's out going of control. on? Even when they sent Dean Ambrose out to try to, you know, get the thing back in order. But it was lost by then. Like, nobody knew what was going on. The crowd didn't care. These crowd, even if you're in the Staples Center, they don't care about basketball. This is a WWE crowd. And they like, they don't like this dude. So, uh <laughs> So they say LeVar Ball went into business for himself, but like that's what he's been doing as long as people put a camera in front of this dude. Like, right. So I don't know why anybody's surprised. But um, they said the same thing about um, the other guy who they brought on Raw to do commentary, the guy from Transformers. Oh, yeah. What was that all about? Because he's doing Cause his next movie. movie is a WWE film or whatever with Sheamus oh, or something they okay. were saying. But the whole commentary, they were talking about him and, like, the movie and what he's got going on. And, like, I saw Bubba Ray Dudley tweeted about, I'm sure the fans care more about what's happening in the match than they care about <laughs> this guy. And people are just wondering, like, why like why they do something like that. They it's, didn't it's, focus it's, on the match at all, the commentary on the match. They just, no, they didn't. It, it's the L.A. thing. When they go to L.A., I think they get a little starstruck and Hollywood struck when they, like, especially if they find out a Hollywood person is interested in WWE, they probably like, oh, we'll bring them we in. We can get you in. <laughs> and then the Transformers movie's out right now. So they Transformers probably paid them, you know, like, yo, come up and talk about it. 
you know what I'm saying? So it was, it worked out to, to promote, but it was annoying. It definitely was. And it's like they're doing stuff that the fans don't care about at all. Like, like the fans didn't care about the VAR ball. The fans didn't care <laughs> about this Transformers dude. So, I don't know. There yeah, could have been more wrestling happening during that time. And I, I remember people getting mad about that. The LeVar Ball stuff, it still was funny, though. If you haven't saw it, go watch it's it. It's funny. It it's, like, it's like a train wreck. So, you got to watch it <laughs> from from those guys getting in the ring. They didn't. They, they don't know how to get in the ring. They're rolling in the ring. Him <laughs> and his son. Like <laughs> It was funny. I, I, I saw a clip, and I don't know if they showed this actually on Raw. But it was like Dean Ambrose kicking the uh, mannequins over outside the ring with the big baller brand shirts on. Wow. <laughs> just kicking them. Right. So I was like, oh, did he do that like after that segment was Wait, over, was but that... before the match, like he was mad? <laughs> was that supposed to? <laughs> and how that segment just went. Yo, that's hilarious. Uh, so, okay, that was really the most, I guess, noteworthy thing about Raw. Uh, we had. um. We had a run in. Oh, but can't forget uh, Brock Lesnar's face turning pink. Yeah, I was gonna say we can't. Clutch. We can't not mention that. Um, you know, he got sneak attacked by Samoa Joe. Um, is this is are these are they doing a good job to you of hyping up this match? Like, are you ready to see this match? Yeah, I do want to see the match. I feel I like agree. I feel like um, Brock's gonna win. I would like yeah. them to let Samoa Joe win, but. I feel like they're not going to have Brock keep getting beat up leading into it and then lose. So. Nah, I think that's exactly what the hype is. Like, oh, wait, this is the guy that got Brock's number. And then, nah, Suplex City, 20 <laughs> suplexes, F5 over. You know, I but, hope they don't do Joe like that. But Sheamus did a, I mean, I said Sheamus. Um, Paul Heyman yeah. did a good um, I promo. I get and Paul Heyman mixed up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he, did a good, he did a good promo Oh, his afterwards. promo backstage was great. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what he described as the match that I want to see. So let's hope so. I hope man. that happens. Hope but they if, have a, it all comes down to Brock. If Brock say, yo, I don't want to get thrown around, then it's just going to be some suplexes <laughs> and it's over. So ultimately, it's up to Brock. I remember uh, Dean Ambrose talking about that. He was like, yo, when I was working with Brock, he didn't want to do nothing. Like, they had the Extreme Rules match that they didn't get extreme on. Right. And he was like, well, you know, he was like, I don't want to get hit with a kendo stick. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, we're going to do it this way. So Brock gets what he wants. So, um, anyway, that was basically Raw. Last thing to end it with, Sasha being number one contender for women's title. Do you feel like Sasha's back in the title picture too soon? Like, what what do you feel about this? Um... I mean, I saw some feedback of people saying, like, the crowd didn't seem like they were excited when Sasha lifted the title up or whatever at the end of Raw. And I don't – I feel like they put her back in the title picture because they don't know what else to do with her. Yeah. Because There's they just had her doing, fight. like, the 205 Live stuff where yeah. she was tag-teaming with, with, uh, Rich, Swan, with yeah. Rich Swan. And people were like, why did they have her doing that? They felt it like was that was so like a demotion could... or something. Like, why are they? And and it could be the light boost two hundred five. Like, oh look, it's got oh, more man. to do with Raw, but it had it less to do to with let, her. I think it was let to let the rest of the women try to work their way up because Sasha's already the top on that, you know, out of their roster. So it's like, you know, let the others work up to her, I guess. Yeah, but, but if you don't have anything to do with her, then just like don't have her on the show. Then like you not have her on TV. Sasha's so popular. 
but doesn't that make her less popular if she's doing <laughs> doing the 205 live but dancing with Rick Swan stuff? Like you were saying, when people were when people were talking about how her dance moves were not good yeah, <laughs> when she were dancing she's with not Rick Swan. So I don't know. I feel like it's 50 50 booking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope they don't start you know with the same old mess. But that's the basically that was Raw this week. Raw was decent, I think. Um, overall, because where does where does right. Bailey fall then in the situation? Bailey took the L first. Did you see that? No, I know, but I'm like, like so is Bailey's she out of dead, is she out of bro. the title scene now? Bailey's done, man. <laughs> Bailey is jobber status. They had Jax her come out. Over her. her and Nia, like any other book. Come on, Mickey James, bro. <laughs> like they just they they killing they killing Bailey. That's what's happening right now. They are killing Bailey. Bailey is done. They brought her out first and then got her squashed. Like, <laughs> no love for Bailey. I hope, I wish it wasn't true. We talk about this every week, but I think it's official. Bailey is squashed. Like, she's jobber status. Like, she's nowhere near the title at this point. <laughs> I mean, can you agree? Like, she went out first in the gauntlet. She lost her title match. That's it. Yeah, I just thought. Back of the line. You gotta go fight Dana Brooke or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we gotta move forward. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play some music, um, and then we are going to come back. We're talking SmackDown, uh, history being made again with the women, and then more women. We're going to talk about Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling on Netflix. Yeah. It's Matt Mania. It's Meg Rand. It's Teague Hall. See you in a second. Yeah. Yo, you heard you crazy fly, girl. You better be. Hit the brick with the pedigree. Yeah, what up, y'all? It's Mad Mania. We back. We're talking. Uh, this is episode 42. Uh, James Worthy in this piece. And uh, we're talking about SmackDown results. Um, they did the do-over. The Money to Bank ladder match. They canceled out the one that happened on the pay-per-view and decided they would do it again. And it had this had the final result that we thought it would result, have. Which I talked, we talked about that last week. I was like, that's the only way they could fix this is to make her have her moment on top of the ladder holding the briefcase. Right, and people are saying that like now they can almost wipe the other thing that happened away because they said now they have the clip of her actually doing it. Right, that's so the when thing. They, like, so when they talk about the first women's money in the bank, they're not going to show James Ellsworth dropping her the briefcase. Right. They're going to show her on top. Right, that didn't happen. With it. That didn't happen. Uh, Ellsworth still tried to cheat. He got some heat. I thought they were going to do that with him during the pay-per-view. That's what they should have did. When he climbed up, somebody should have knocked it down, dropped the rope on his nuts, you right. know, stomped him out, something like that. Do you think, I know what I said last week, that I think 
they only changed this because of the feedback they got. Do you think this was their plan all along? Do it twice, get the controversy. Do you think that was the plan? Yeah, I'll I'll say I do because like this is what we were talking about when we said like, oh, the only way they can fix it is if they have her do it again. But then we were like, oh, they only changed it because people got mad. So I'm like, if they were just if they were just doing it because that would be like too much flip flopping just based off what the crowd wants. Like that would have meant that they're like, oh, well, we're going to do it again because the crowd doesn't like James Ellsworth. But then, oh, we're going to give it to her again because she cut such a good promo right after. Right. Like, I feel like that would have just been like the toss of the coin too much. Yeah. That it, they might have just been like, you know what? This is just what we're going to do. You're right. It could have it could have been the plan all along. But what what purpose does that serve? Now, remember, they're trying the controversy. to controversy. They're trying to sell uh, uh, WWE Network subscriptions. Right. The big kick on network is you get the pay-per-views free. Right. OK. This pay-per-view is null and void. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the one that somebody paid $9.99 for. I think a few people canceled their subscription that <laughs> night. I, I really, I, This is what I really think, man. I, I listen to Tyson Fights a lot. Shout out to Mike Eagle and their crew. And um, Danielle, the co-host on there, she said she canceled right after. She was like, all right, I'm done. Boom. So how, think they of how many women. Back. You know, she's like, they I'll go back. back. You know, she was saying that, too. She's like, I canceled, but then I go back. But... They like, wait till they get that um that email where it says, "Hey, we'll give you this hey, month free." You got a month free, <laughs> and it's like, "All right, I'll come back." Um, so I think, I really think, man, they they saw the controversy and was like, "Let's do it again." Now, another rumor I heard is that they wanted to give the women more practice on the ladders okay. by giving them two matches. I don't buy that <laughs> because I think they would have done a pre ladder match maybe to get them ready, and then done the real one. You know what I mean? But you can't do a ladder match unless something's on the top up for grabs. You right. know what I mean? I always realized that even when I used to play wrestling games back in the day, they'd be like, yo, let's play a ladder match. What are you trying to grab? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's unless somebody has a title, you know, or a briefcase. So something has to be on the ladder. So I understand that. Um, but I don't buy it. I don't think that they were trying to get them more practice. Like, this is a once a year thing, the ladder match. You know what I'm saying? Like, no need to do it twice. Right. But they did it, and it happened. Um, and Carmella's. Carmella is the right person won. Both times. the number one contender. She's Miss Money in the Bank. Right person won. Um, I don't like what they're doing constantly with Naomi and Lana. I don't think Lana deserves all these title matches. <laughs> I think, I mean, she's, she's better than I thought she was going to be in the ring. But. I don't like her fighting Naomi all the time. Like, I don't think that that's where she needs to be. Right. I think she needs to be fighting somebody else. Give her yeah, because they just brought her right in. How do you just come in and start hiatus getting, getting and put her with match. Naomi? And they're trying to have Naomi put her over or get her some screen time with her new gimmick. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that's the best way to do it is put, it, put her against somebody people care about. But I don't think, like, it just doesn't make sense for logic to be like the new person just comes in and gets title shot. But... That's just what it is. Um, in the ring, we had a segment with the New Day and the Usos. You wanted yeah. to talk about this. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that important, but it was kind of interesting. Uh, Usos start kicking some bars, like doing some battle rap type stuff to the New Day. And 
the new day comes back it wasn't really that good he said something like underdogs like rudy and you underdraws <laughs> like booty, like booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay that wasn't too bad all right Kofi. that was that was all right um but i think now they're gonna have a real uh uh like rap battle next week they say but we'll see how that goes but do what do you think right now these are the two top tag teams in, uh, in smackdown what do you feel like? Do you feel like these two are going to give you another good match? Do you feel like somebody, another team should maybe be up in the up in the mix right now? Or mm, Nah, I don't really know what other tag team will be up there right now. Who, what other, uh, tag, well, what other SmackDown beat, tag team? Beat the Hype Bros. So, Hype Bros are back. Um, People are saying that um, Zack Ryder is going to go heel. You think so? Because he just came back and then they lost and... Oh, dang, it might happen. Because they were like, why would they bring them back and in their first match are like... No, because It's they, not their first match because they wrestled at the pay-per-view. No, no, their first match... The, the reason they got a... Like, not a, not a title shot, but they got to fight the champs is because the match that Zack Ryder got hurt in, they won number one contendership. Okay. So oh, like, yeah, that's oh. what they were saying, that they held off on this match for so long because Zack Ryder was injured. Then you bring them back, and then... And then you, they lose. And then they lose. So they're probably going to split them up. I think Mojo, if, you know, if the the way that Andre the Giant Memorial winner goes, like with Baron Corbin, he should get a solo run, not uh-huh. a tag team run. So they'll probably break up. Um, they probably will. All right, so... Next, you got Ascension. There, there's another team. They, they don't. Never mind. They don't count. Um, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Did you with say them. Ascension don't count? Because they're not doing anything with them. Like they had I them like on them. the. They had them on the fashion vice. Right, right. So Did they're feeding with the fashion police. Fashion police. That uh, Brizongo was a good tag team. Um, uh, American Alpha. I don't know where they are. And um, I think that's it. That's all the tag teams right now. But right now they're feuding with them. So. Yeah, we ain't got no other tag teams. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's where it should be. New Day, do you think New Day gets the titles at the pay-per-view? Yeah. I think so. It's probably time. I I wouldn't be mad at that. I do. I'm The Usos, their gimmick is not stale yet. Um, their, their beef with the Usos, I mean, with the New Day is. It is. And, like, I've seen them go at it for so long. I know they, they want you to forget. But, like, on Raw... Right, the like old we, Usos were going back and forth with these dudes, like so much. So it's like they got good chemistry though, because like their matches are great. But we don't need to see it. Um, so I don't know. I wish they had another opponent for them because I actually like this new Usos. But like, they're not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're not heel the way I want them to be heel with the new day. Like they're playing and joking with the new day when y'all are the heels and if y'all are doing like this street gimmick, y'all should be like jumping them yeah. or. You shouldn't doing be just stuff rapping like with them. You should be beating yeah, them up. Yeah, you shouldn't be like <laughs> throwing, throwing disses at them and stuff like that. Yeah. You should be like jumping on backstage. Okay, and I agree. They're not, they're not hard enough right now. They're just kind of joking. But they them. were when they were fighting American Alpha, though, oh, yeah, when they, they first were, turned heel. So I'm saying, numbers. like, you see that. They were, like, injuring teams. <laughs> yeah, they was. Um, so and I now wish, they're not. But now they're not. Now they're just joking around. They're stooping to New Day's level, which probably means New Day's level. That's what I'm saying, so that we can get the Usos back, the heels that they were doing against somebody else. Okay. Um, Real quick, Randy Orton is getting another title match against the modern-day Maharaja, my boy. In the Punjabi Punjabi prison prison match. match. I got to go back and look. The last time they did one of these was with Great Khali. Uh I I wasn't watching wrestling when he was a thing. 
Right. Um, so I'm gonna go back and watch it. But um, I, I mean, don't. They said that any match with the great Kali is not gonna be a great match. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, but I just wanted to see how that Punjabi prison works. And they're also saying, so, okay, is it too much racial shit <laughs> that the only time that they have this match is when it's when somebody it's who's quote-unquote Indian? Yeah, and it is. <laughs> he said he's doing it in the honor of the great Kali. So right, maybe Kali will pop up and, like, you know, help him. Is it an honor of the Great Khali? Because they only had one other person besides the Great Khali in this kind of match. <laughs> I think Great Khali was in it two or three times, so it's his match, like how Hell in a Cell was Undertaker's match. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a Great Khali's match. So I feel so like that's why he's saying in the honor. Match. Yeah, this could be his match. So if they just wanted to put it on gender just to bring this match back, I'm okay with it. Because like, like Hell in a Cell used to be Undertaker's match, like you said, but you know, he ain't around no more. Right. Alright, so uh, I'll, I'll wait to place judgment if it's good or not. I, I, I wish That's he would. We I do. wish he would wrestle somebody else. Like Randy don't deserve all these matches. Like, yeah, I don't know. This is like because he disrespected his family. Like, you get him another title match. No, I guess nah. it's because this this will be the only match that doesn't have um the interference the, from the Singh brothers. Yeah, the Singh brothers. Man, they'll so, climb in there or something. He's gonna throw them. It's supposed there. to be two layers though. It's like a cage. Uh, the full, it's like a cage outside the ring, and then it's like gives you some so room. So it's like a hell in a cell with a cage match. Yeah, like combined. Yeah. Huh? Well, did they have a roof? No, there's no roof. You have to climb over both cages. Oh, you gotta climb over one, get down, and then climb up the other one. That's yeah, a lot of work. Like a prison. It's <laughs> like a prison. All right, it's Matt Mania, Mega Rant T Call. We'll see you in a second. I was working on myself, had to get my mind right. Busy thinking about the past, now I have no hindsight. I done been without a dollar many days of my life. Now I'm about to hit the stage, ready for the limelight. I'm like, ready for the limelight. I'm like, ready for the limelight. Limelight. Ready for the limelight. And I'm coasting, saucing, I got the potion Putting women in motion, get them wet like the ocean Oh, it sure call me Moses Oh my God, oh my God, if I die, I'm a legend Yeah, I'm a prophet, a teacher, nigga, school is in session See, I was stuck at the bottom, homie, that was depressing But then I reached for the stars, homie, that was a blessing I was working on myself, had to get my mind right Busy thinking about the past, now I have no hindsight I done been without a dollar many days of my life Now I'm about to hit the stage, ready for the limelight Limelight Ready for the limelight, limelight Ready for the limelight Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's Mega Rand. It's T-Call And it's Matt Mania We in the place, we talk hip-hop, we talk wrestling, we talk everything So, uh, just, we were just joined by an amazing MC and artist uh, by the name of Cecilia Collins. And uh, so, Mr. Collins, how you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Good to see you. I ain't seen you in a long time. Like, yeah, man. I've been I've been out the city, man. I've been uh, I moved to Baltimore. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what's up. I got some peoples out there. Yeah. 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 Baltimore yeah. is beautiful. Baltimore's so, dope. It. So you're just visiting right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be here for, well, visiting and working. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah and he was doing some work here at DigiLabs, the home studio where we Shout record out. out of. Shout out to DigiLabs. Shout out. So you're over there laying something down. That's what's up. Yeah. So, all right. Let's give the people a little bit of the beginning of uh, Sincerely. So, um, how did you get started? Like, what was the moment you knew, like, I'm trying to do this? Like, what, when did that happen? That was, I mean, there's a few different moments for that, but yeah. I would say, I would say when I was like 16, 17 years old, okay. quit the basketball team. You know what I'm saying? The high school basketball team, and I was just like, this is all I'm gonna do now. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? This is all I'm gonna do. Like I'm gonna put my everything into this. I would say at that moment I knew that that was this was for sure gonna be what I do for a living. That's what's up, yeah. Man. One yeah. way or another. That's what's up, dude. Alright, so since then, I mean, you have you've released a lot of really uh, critically acclaimed projects. Uh, always seeing your name, and this is when I know that somebody's doing it, doing it the right way. When I'm out of town and when I'm moving around, and I see or I hear other folks' names that are in the city, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, because I was out in LA. My man Justin and about DX yeah. definitely sings your praises. A lot of cats. So, uh, for a person who hasn't heard you, like, what is your style, and maybe what is your what are a couple of your major influences, I think? That I think that'll probably answer one answer the other. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. I would say first I would have to name some influences and that'll that'll kinda give me the the segue into the second part of the answer. Um so Pharrell is my biggest influence, I would say, musically, just how eclectic he is with everything. Not necessarily like just thinking he's the best at everything, but just how eclectic he is and just the way he the way he does what he does. Um, Lupe, uh, Most Def, um, Hove, um, excuse me, uh, MC Wise Common, Kendrick Cole, uh, Nas, Nas. Um, You mentioned Hove. Are you excited for that new Jay Z project that's coming out? Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. That Me was, too, that man. That was a nice surprise I got in my email. Shout yeah. Out the title. When um, it comes, you, you you when you hear about see for me, I've been a Jay fan for the longest. So when I hear about right. new Jay, I'm like, I still get excited. You know what I mean? Like it was whatever album. You I'm know, a, I'm so. excited, but I always just like I always wonder which Jay I'm gonna get because there's always like <laughs> there's always like the hope that like you know like he just is going in because he has just like a purpose, mm-hmm. and then there's Hope who has like a completely different like corporate purpose who the album is for a corporate purpose right you know yeah. what i'm saying so like so those albums we kind of like are just like ah we know what you're doing right here Hove. like you know what i mean like like yeah. i feel like that's why kingdom come was kind of interesting yeah. i feel like that's why um what was the last one um, the magna carta holy magna God. carta even even that one it just had a different like whole feel to it so i feel like because of i was feeling magna carta though it had some bangers on it it had some bangers mm-hmm. man it had some bangers but like it just didn't feel like that I felt like he was like he was just trying to get, he was trying to climb a level with mm. with some of the information he was dropping. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. he was trying to climb climb a level real quick. I, I heard some that. ideas about this one. It's probably gonna be like a visual project. How Beyonce's Lemonade oh, just I was. I see that happening. Since it's gonna be on yeah. title exclusively and like a video for each joint. Like yeah, a, like I can a see movie. that happening. Because they had like a little commercial already that they already had dropped that was like some black and white footage and stuff like hey, that. I want, I want to make sure I get back to answering this though. Oh, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is an intricate answer. <laughs> so, 
so I named all them MCs um, that obviously like stylistically uh, and producer wise, um, Kanye, Dre, uh, Timbo, uh, Eminem is huge. Um, okay, I think I think that's probably good as far as my influences now. With that being said, to explain to someone like what my style would be based off of those influences, now I would have to say that my style is ever changing. Yeah. <laughs> it's well. ever changing, so it's like really hard to answer because I'm finding myself now to where like someone's like, What's your style? And I'm like, Well, I want to I wanna tell you what my new shit's like. <laughs> but <laughs> But your new shit ain't out yet. But my but my old old shit like is like this, but the shit in between that is real different. Like you know what I'm saying? So right, it's just right, like right, right. And it's and it's evolving even more, and it's gonna be my new music's gonna be even more eclectic than it's ever been, because I feel like I've already gone pretty eclectic on like at least for the position that I'm in right now, uh-huh. like as far as like taking chances without going towards like a bold like center like objective, like being real eclectic. I feel like I've been very eclectic up until this point, but now it's like in overdrive. Yeah. You so when I mean? can we expect something new from you to come out? Mm. I would definitely say, I would definitely say this year. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would definitely say this year, but I'm t- I'm taking my time more than ever just because, because of what I just not said a project or anything. Just we gonna get like a we gonna get a single. We gonna get a video. Oh, you'll get a, video. You'll, you'll get a single sooner than later. Video. You'll get a single sooner than later. That's just kind of a artistic representation of just where I'm at right now. Gotcha. And then after that, you are gonna be bringing us like an EP? Or are you doing like a full um, full length mixtape? I'm doing, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I don't know what to call it yet. I don't know what to call it, but it's like, it's a lot of, I got a lot of songs that are, that are, that got a central theme to them. Okay. Like the, the, and so I know it's like its own project. Um, And when I say a lot of songs, like, I mean like 22. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? So I got, so it's like, I want to make sure that I make the best product. So until it's done, I'm not really calling it. Anything. Anything. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure that, like, because I might, it might be six songs at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? Or it might be like, I make 20 more songs and then it ends up being 25 songs. You and know then I mean? he drops a double disc on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Got so. you. Got you. What do you think right now, speaking of double disc and, and figuring out how to release the music in this digital space mm-hmm. in 2017? Uh, nowadays, I notice it's about like your Spotify plays or releasing singles a lot of people are like no albums are dead cds are dead it's all about you know just digital singles it's about just keeping a constant buzz going um some people prefer prefer to maybe the more traditional method of staying a little bit low-key dropping one big project and then you know flooding the visuals after that um do you think it's a lot different now like trying to i don't even want to say sell music but just trying to get music to be heard today even from when you started do i think it's different or do i yeah, think like it's how like, how different in what ways if it is um i would say i would say it's a little bit easier it's a little bit easier from the time that i started which is like around like 2005 2006 until up until now it's a little bit easier but from when my cousin started who influenced me to start rapping it's like a million times easier yeah and when was that like a trillion like like late like late 90s (laughs) oh yeah absolutely 
back then you know. and we, we talk about that all the time like in the 90s you were either signed and going platinum or you didn't exist yeah. like that was it like imagine all the dope cats exactly who just never got on exactly and they just didn't get, they didn't exist and it's like what do you, like how do you what do you do if you just don't like make that connection like somewhere or just like you know what i'm saying like what like what do you do now do we got do? now we got a place to start you know what i'm saying at least like a place to 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 figure yourself out a platform to figure your, yourself out and, and grow in front of people and that can grow from the ground up but like you said back in the day it was like it's got to either be it's got to pop or it's just right. it's yeah, back exist. in the day everything was also so expensive to even get started into like yeah. if you didn't get that deal then you where were you recording at because right, your homeboy right. didn't have a home studio exactly. at that time or, you know, anything like that. It was like, oh, you're going to quad studios. That's what really, you know, really so. changed the game was that. The ease of recording definitely yeah. totally changed. And the ease of uploading to finding listeners, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I had to go to my local bootleg man on the corner and hope that he didn't get chased away by the cops that particular day yeah. to get the new Jay-Z, <laughs> the new DJ Clue tape, you know what I mean? But now it's like, oh, I can go to a site. I can hear mm -hmm. people talking about it and boom, and get it. So... Uh, all right, so let's bring it into wrestling a little bit. What's your earliest wrestling memory, if you can recall? My earliest me wrestling memory yeah. is um, is uh, um, I was a huge Macho Man Randy Savage fan. That's what's up. We um, both are. That's I my was, favorite dude. Yeah, he, that was that was my guy when I was little. Um, I just remember snapping to a Slim Jim. <laughs> um, with with obviously with with uh hulkamania so like that's that's like my that's my earliest shit like i was really on that shit okay. like i had the little i had the little randy savage and the little hulk you know what i'm saying um <laughs> so i was really on that shit but like didn't really like i was so young that i didn't even, like i i couldn't even really tell you much about the experiences yeah um but then there was like a phase i would say like around like fifth fourth fifth sixth grade up until high school that I was just like, you know, when The Rock was huge and, you know, Triple H and... Yeah, that's what um, the Attitude Era of wrestling, that's what they call that. The what era? The Attitude Era. Okay. With Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, Stone Cold, man. You come out with the beers and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dog. So, like, I was really I was really into it. I was every day, like, me and my little cousin, like, I was doing the moves the on him while we, was, while we was watching it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay. so back in that day, like, I was, I was really, I was really into it. Now, it's just, like, nostalgia. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, for me. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel the same way, too. I think a lot of uh, the old stuff of the being so big and colorful is what yeah. got me in. And uh, I mean, it's just a product of that time period. It was dope. Um, so nowadays, just from meeting wrestlers and things, I learned that the wrestling business is almost like the music business, mm -hmm. where like, like what we said, like in the '80s, you were either with WWE or F, or you didn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nowadays, though, there's a million indie federations. There's a million ways to get your stuff out. If you pop in on Twitter or you're funny. In a certain, uh, yeah, there's people know, out there making money on the indies, being an indie wrestler. Yeah. So, so it's like, do you feel like? So I guess running that back to you, do you feel like independent is still um, uh, a place and a route that you'd like to continue, or is this a, a person? Are you a person that feels like um, the right label situation could and would put you in a position to do everything you want to do in music? Well. I think that um, 
I think that's what's dope. What what's dope about now is there's situations like uh, like E1, mm-hmm. which are which are distribution labels that still allow you to to own all the rights to your music while they push it, while they you know take a percentage of what they help with. Um, it's kind of like eliminating the the need for even actual labels. So you know that's kind of the route that I'm in right now. Um, but even with that being said, like. I used to kind of I used to kind of think that like okay if I want to be my max potential like you still got to have like some sort of backing some sort of backing but now like man I just realized it's just, it's just all about just knowing what you're capable of and knowing what your ceiling actually is and what whatever way that it's going to come you have to take the opportunity as it comes based off of what you what you perform so um yeah, I just I just think that mm, it's a it's a it's a tough one because some people would still say that you need a label, but I just think that I just think that you will find a way to to figure out how to get to your maximum platform if you know that if you know inside your heart that you're capable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's good advice. I like that. Uh, that was going to be my last question is every day I get um, folks asking me like, yo, I want to get started in this. What should I do? Um, if you were to hear the question uh, or of, of advice from an upcoming artist, what advice, what piece of advice would you give? I would say first and foremost to find you before you start promoting you as you like mm. find, find out who it is you are deep inside who it is that who the essence of your character is and um start start picking that apart and picking out what's great about that and once you have the correct attributes to be able to know how to converse with people about what you bring to the table you'll know your strong points you'll know your weaknesses Hmm. and um and then make sure your music displays the same thing make sure your music displays honesty and integrity and exactly who you are because at the end of the day no matter how many like marketing schemes or whatever you've seen work like i haven't i haven't had a marketing scheme ever it's just been literally the connection like it's been like something connected and that's what got me to this opportunity oh that connected with that person gets me to this opportunity you know what i'm saying so it's like it's it's not it's not about it's not about like figuring out the crazy strategy just have a strategy that fits you and know exactly what you are so you so you plan that strategy out correctly and the right opportunity will come for you you know what i'm saying just make sure you stay true to that essence and that you find a way to deliver that because like if you look at people like um like tyler the creator right when he came out people were like yo like this it's some like this is some weird ass shit but it connected yeah. it fucking connected with so many people yeah. and that's because he found the true essence of him and that's what he displayed that's what he put out was the true essence of him and we're all just an expression of the same thing you know what i'm saying we're all just a we're all just a, a, a ever present expression of the same thing so it's going to connect yeah as long as it's true you know what i'm saying that's real that's all I would have to say to someone. That's really good advice, man. Uh, Teak, you got a question? 
I want some I want some like I want some like weird questions like, weird not, not even not even weird questions just like something that just like I want to talk about some shit people don't normally talk about or some <laughs> shit that people like just want to know about me that just like all right well I've, I've heard you mention aliens a lot so okay are aliens real yeah hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have, have we that's like one of them as yeah. humans contacted or made contact with aliens oh yeah oh yeah for I sure that for sure one thousand okay. percent did you so, see about that new one they found the one that's mummified nah they were posting about that yeah man it's got like three fingers and three toes and they're what? both <laughs> and they're and they're both the same length like their fingers are this long and they're like their fingers have more joints in it and stuff than ours do and things like that and he's like on his hands and knees like mummified they found him in like Somewhere, man, you can look it up on Facebook. I know you will. Go look <laughs> that shit up, man. Up Come on. Facebook. Don't don't be giving us no fake news. Nah, man, Yo, I've, been no off fake so, news. I've been off social media for like a, a minute now. Oh, uh, well, just go go Google it then. Uh, yeah, I'll Google yeah. that joint. Is it like some uh, some fake website? Yeah, there's some man, there's some crazy alien stuff shit on is real Facebook. out here. I feel like I've seen realnews.com. So, so it came from Teak News. I believe I believe aliens. I believe aliens exist. I believe that if you if you have a doubt that aliens exist, you will resonate and you will find um only you will find only things that make it apparent that they don't exist. But if you're open and you're looking and you're and you're understanding information as you're receiving it and you and you go down that rabbit hole there's a lot of there's a lot of information and this is this is aside from just like my own experiences of like cuz you know at every point you got to get like confirmed through some sort of like spiritual awakening about every like at least something as deep as that so for me i have so many things that have happened that like those things i can't get into but there's so many things that have happened that have just like confirmed to me that that's that's something that that is for sure right and then like you were saying you know if people are closed-minded they're not gonna yeah. be open yeah. to those ideas or which is anything. which is why i don't even like get too far into like what mm. what my experiences are because i don't want anyone to i don't want anyone to hinder my experiences with my with their thoughts mm, okay. you know what i'm saying yeah, but I definitely believe aliens is out here. So, okay. All if right. you if you think that the world is, you know, that we're the smartest people out here, or if we're if Earth is the only place capable of creating life as big as you know the galaxy is and everything, then you are you. I feel like that is being closed minded. It, it's the definition of closed minded to to think that we're the the last and the smartest. And yeah, the, you know. So okay, all right. And I, I mean that. like a. Aliens, per se, are supposed to be the um, the higher evolution or the higher expression of us down here. Just another dimension of us. It's just another reflection of us mm. down here. You know what I'm saying? Just in a, just in a higher dimension. Oh wow! But someone would have to go look into dimensions to even know what I'm talking about. Mm. You know, and densities. Mm. So, okay, explain yeah. densities. So density is like. Density is is almost like another word for paradigm. Okay. So it's like um, your way of perceiving the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. So like most of us are in 3D, 
in the third in the third density four dimensions third density but the fourth density is a is a new understanding in the fifth dimension and it's an understanding of the hu- it's it's a human evolution of all the information that we've been able to gather as a species up until this point and bring it together and reach a point in your psyche um, which shifts literally shifts reality the Mm. way you look at it Mm. you know what I'm saying so like the fourth and fifth density is a um, is a lighter more enlightened way of living life so like um, someone like like uh, Gandhi Mm. you know what I'm saying like someone someone like uh, someone like Buddha you know Jesus that's that's a higher density living being Mm. you know the okay. way they're per- the way they're perceiving is through is through their third eye, definitely. Rather than perceiving through something in their low in their lower frequencies. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's just like looking at things on a on a different level. Like yeah. you said, with the third eye, just being able to visualize something that folks don't see unless they're really trying to see. Exactly. Alright, okay um, I got asked this one and there was a really good one I did this interview the other day And someone asked me, what art Was in your home coming up And I had to think back mm, That's a that's a tight question I, I, like had, that. To, I had to think back And I, and I pulled out some, something really good My mom had this dope Norman Rockwell photo Or something, mm-hmm. and it was about The time that uh, Showed a, a girl walking to school it was like in the 1950s one of the first black girls to be invited into a desegregated school mm-hmm. so and I and I never really understood it until later I went back and looked at it so what art not necessarily photos but it could have been music any medium like what art was around that you can remember something that either like drew your eyes to it or you picked it up and touched it or you listened to it or you played it or you saw okay, it okay so there's a lot of interesting things and like it's so funny because I realize now, looking back at it, how it actually fucking influenced me. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, uh, sure. How it actually influenced me. And um, so there was a lot of a lot of African um, statues, a lot of elephants, a lot of like just like naked people in loincloths, like like yay high, like mm-hmm. just sculptures and shit. Okay. Um, Lots of elephant paintings, uh, and even some like European culture shit, like some, like some. Uh, not the Mona. Maybe it is the Mona Lisa. Is there a Mona Lisa like statue too? Not just the painting. Um, not that I know of. Cause it like I'm pretty sure it's. Have y'all seen that one that one uh, statue that looks like the Mona Lisa, but like her arms are cut off? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay. There was like a bit. We had like a big ass one of those in there in the house. Oh wow. Um. So like there was some like crazy European art in there too. So mm. even thinking about it now, like I should probably ask more questions. Like especially like while I have my grandparents around, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, just like 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 what influenced y'all to have this around? Yeah, yeah. You'll get some really really dope insight out of that. And I just I just um I'm going to Egypt soon, so I'm definitely nice. gonna I'm definitely gonna make my way over there. Um. Nice. And I just got back from Europe uh, this spring, nice. and 
I'm starting to see, I'm starting to connect some stuff now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even okay. now that we're just having this conversation, I'm starting to connect some influences. Ah, that's dope. Even some, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to get too deep on because. <laughs> Alright, so I think we gotta probably wrap up. We've been at about I don't know, about an hour. You got one last question? Yeah, I got a session too. Oh, you got a session. See, yep. we, everybody's working right now. Working. Everybody's yeah. working. So uh um, talk to wanna give the them your social media. Tell everybody how to get how at to, you. How to contact you. Yeah, yeah. If they're looking for you, where they can find your music it's at. Sincerely Collins, sincerely Collins, sincerely Collins. Everything. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. Alright. Well, there it is. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Peace and it. love, man. Peace and love to y'all. No doubt. Peace and love and blessings and all the all the success in the future. Yeah, same you know, to y'all, so man. So I'm really looking same forward to, to the next project. And I'm glad y'all two are the first people that I saw when I when I came back home, man. <laughs> That's what's up. For it sure, ma- it makes sense that like That's I would I would project this for this myself and my reality. Cosmically, you know the way it was where it was going to go down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. All right, I appreciate it. We're going to run into another Sincerely College Jam. Uh, what do you think we should run? Um, Let's do... Uh, let's do Others. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. The video's let's do awesome. Others. Thank you. All right, so we're going to Others, and uh, we'll be back in a second to From wrap your boy, up. Sincerely Collins. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Collins. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back, and we're going to wrap it up. It's Matt Mania. Yeah. <laughs> We're the crazy kids, rebel kids, kids, Real, real. Uh, am I the only one who feels like this? Like maybe the real world isn't real like this? Like the road less traveled could be the ideal road? Like maybe we're all blinded by the light we hold? Don't give a fuck about my soul and if it might be so. Don't give a fuck about my art and if it might be cold. I don't believe in all them history books. I don't believe in all that this shit they told me. I don't believe the presidents of my homies. Them niggas don't know me. I swear I got it figured out. You the this is on. That's the inside. They take this in this out. Uncle Tommy Hill figures making real figures, huh? While the real niggas feel they gotta kill. Again, what? I'm still that five-year-old trying to see bigger things. What the world brings is designed to kill niggas dreams. Let your light beam. We can make it out the seams. We just gotta believe. Yo, what's going on? It's Mega Rand. It's Tee Paul. And it is Matt Mania. Um, thanks. Big shout out to Sincerely Collins for coming through. Um, last thing we got to talk about is Glow on Netflix, man. Yeah, man. Uh, it's awesome. I actually didn't finish it. I'm I like have two episodes left. Five or six in. I really like it. I liked all the little cameos from wrestlers. I thought that was yeah. dope. Um, the acting's good. Um, to me, I, I go, no, I was just expecting more wrestling, but it's finally coming to that now with, as it gets later into it. Right. So, you know, it's the next season they'll have more wrestling or they might do it, you know, like they did this one where it, the story builds up to the to the wrestling match that they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I enjoyed so it. I feel like it's. It? Um, yeah. I don't I don't really watch too many shows like this, like a um, like a comedy um, drama. Yeah. yeah or yeah. like a dramedy hour. Or no, these aren't even an hour. These are half hour, half hour yeah. episodes. But I mean, I guess it's like how my wife likes to watch Orange Is the New Black, yeah, and I, stuff I, like I that. So too. I mean, like I've been watching this, and I'm like, it's the same you know producer, what it is, by the way, is it? Yeah, same producer. That's dope. I mean, it's just it's it's enjoyable. The drama and the comedy is fun. When when they get to the wrestling, the wrestling is good too. Like you said, the 
the cameos and things that are happening. Um, Mark Marin plays his character awesome. I was like, man, he plays a, a ain't shit person. Yeah, <laughs> very well. He like, does. Like he's my favorite character in it. Like he he, he kills that role. Yeah, so. the way that he was talking to her, he was like, he was like, uh, do people like your face? And I was like, I'm like, damn man. Like, uh, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's hot. And then I'm like, man, no, no, is that hot? No. <laughs> yeah, he's like a perfect jerk. Um, so yeah, we highly recommend it. Two thumbs up. Go and check it out. We'll talk about the rest of it next week. Uh, we want to once again thank our guest. Uh, thank you for watching and well, watching if you're on Facebook, listening if you're on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Right. And leave some reviews for us. Give us a five star. Try to give us six. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> you know, for uh, Uncle Dave. And uh, thank you once again. I'm Mega Ran. It's Teak Hall. You can catch us online. Catch us anywhere. We love to talk about wrestling. We also have a new Matt Mania Twitter, which is at Matt Mania Podcast. Go and add that up. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we out, man. It's on. Yeah. Peace. See y'all at Raw and SmackDown. That's right. We'll see you at Raw and SmackDown. Thank you for listening. We out of here. Hey, party people. It's Kate Murdoch here. And I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Megaran are doing now. And it involves you. The fans, myself and Mega Ranch just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month. Whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So... If you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out, patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash bits and rhymes. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 